Hello, welcome to our lot in Block 5, the podcast for Gooners, by Gooners, and I've got Stuart is on with me. Hello, Stuart. Good evening, Matthew. And a um, uh, little, little uh, story uh, doing the rounds on WhatsApp about our mate Nick, who's appeared on this podcast quite a lot until he had his baby. Um, what happened, Stuart? Well, I, I didn't really know, but uh, <laughs> I, I do understand that he um, fell asleep on the train last night and ended up... Originally, I was told it was Maidenhead, but I think it's Maidstone. Maidenhead? Isn't that Liverpool or something? Oh, no, I think I think it was Maidstone. <laughs> and and he ended up getting a taxi back with a an American gentleman who'd also fallen asleep on the train. Oh, no. And uh, they shared a cab back to uh, Tunbridge Wells. So He should have uh, recorded himself speaking to the big polo. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, who, who would fall asleep on a train and end up in a yeah. play, place beginning with stupid? him? Who's that stupid? <laughs> so, but I think he got home, but I'd imagine he's in a lot of trouble. Bless you. <laughs> a young family to look after, and you're turning up at two. Well, you see, that's what happens when you go like, "I'm finished now. I can be there," and you start drinking with he who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> to be not honest, Voldemort. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they got there that early. I really don't. I think I he got a train when I was waiting at Kemsing, and he still wasn't in London, so. He, I don't think he got there much for about our past four quarter five. So it wasn't, they weren't on it all afternoon, bless them. And to my right, a man who saw Holly Johnson and Mark Almond on the same bill in concert, but is probably Britain's most heterosexual man. It's John Rubin. Hello, mate. You're right. <laughs> so tell me about Holly Johnson and Mark Almond. How did you end up in this situation? Oh, it's too. Actually, funny enough, there's another story there. But it, the, uh, <laughs> when I went to see, it was the Mark Boland 40th anniversary tribute gig. Oh right, okay. Um, you had T Rex to see doing it, but they also had like guest people, like Mark Oldman was singing, Steve Harley, uh, Glenn Matlock, Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols is playing guitar. All right, yeah. Holly Johnson is also singing. The guy who plays uh, sax for Spandau Ballet was on the gig. So it was good. But the first time I bumped into Holly Johnson at Shepherd's Bush, where I was the other week, I was going to see Mark Ullman, and Holly Johnson was outside. And I walked past and went, Holly, you said you're an absolute legend. And he just went, oh, I know, my dear. The one gig I did miss this weekend, you know, last year I went to see a Depeche Mode tribute band. That's right. Um, which was the arse fingering scenario. Yes. <laughs> the least yeah, said about that, the better. To, uh, I, was, I had a bit of a, a speech to talk about that bit, but I thought I'd leave that a lot. Like, arse fingering's fine if you're watching two good lesbians on Spank Bang. <laughs> But uh, and <laughs> unless you're like me, a single man, if the most you can get is one bloke finger and another guy's arsehole at a gig, then, you know, it kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> but I was due to go this weekend. My mate and his missus was due to come down from Derbyshire this weekend and stay yeah. over and go to the gig. But I spoke to a mate on the Friday, my mate Dave, and... Um, he had a little bit of a cold, but it weren't too bad. He phoned me seven o'clock Saturday morning. He sounded like absolute shit. 
<laughs> so he said, no, I'm not going to make it. So I went, all right then. But what are going to do today? Yeah, I kind of thought, what should I do today? Oh, I know. I'll text Curtis and go out and get hammered. Which is what I did. Saturday. Oh I thought you'd gone to West Ham, John. Yeah, we all thought you'd gone to the West Ham game. No, we watched it on the TV. And then we watched the Liverpool game. Liverpool game was a late game, wasn't it? Yeah, both disappointing results, really. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so um, let's talk about our game. Um, Last night, uh, we were recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, while the Champions League games are going on, but obviously we're not in that anymore, so who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> although top, uh, Harry Kane scored a hat-trick in Cyprus. Um, Bless him. Which is a bit annoying, isn't it? Anyway, so... Um, the they game really pissed night. me off, Arsenal. Really pissed me off. Did they? I had them as 3-0. Uh-huh. Well, on my no. bet. 16-1. <laughs> yeah. And I think they could, if they put a shift in in the last 20 minutes... They could have scored another one if they wanted to. But so just certainly went, Lacazette missed a chance of a hat didn't is, he? Though, that one where he, he's think, controlled I it across the, the keeper. Six, five, I think some bloke at Bet365 contacted Arsenal and went, Rubes had money on free <laughs> meal. Yeah, all right. Let's just stroll around the park for a little while. But I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to start off with this because I might as well get straight into it. How did the ref not give that penalty for West Brom? Well, I mean, it's, it was I the think it was quite easy, really, because it was really early in the game. It was a bang on oh, seven penalty. minutes Matt, or something. Because he stood up, was, It's because he, he, got, that's what back, he, said, he got straight he back up, up and we was on the ball really he quickly. if he had laid on the floor... Yeah, if he just stayed down, if he did that thing... Fair way, play to the lad. Fair play to the lad for getting up and wanting to score. And great save from Czech, yeah. because obviously it was a great save from Czech, but... Even still, you know, if that had been Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, that would have been given. Madrid, Barcelona, that would have been a fucking... If he'd, have, if, he'd have, if he'd have stayed on the floor, mate, it was a penalty. Yeah, there was no... Okay. I mean, the, key, the the referee is always looking for a way out that early in the game of giving something big like that. And he gave him the perfect chance to not give it by getting up and, str- and yeah. taking a shot at goal straight away. Um so you know, unless I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know whether the linesman was flagging. No, I'll tell you what. Like, I can't even believe the linesman didn't even give it or flag. You know, at least line... flag because yeah. it's. I mean, it's clumsy because he's not really intended to go through him, has he? He's just slipped, really. Well, he passed the ball. The thing is, he, he as he's turned, he's passed the ball away, mm. and uh, and Mustafi's caught him. I remember when I played football at school. I remember going through this geezer and the referee went foul. And I went, what do you mean foul? He went, you've caught him. I went, I went for the ball. And he went, yeah, but the ball wasn't there. I went, well, no, because he passed it. I went, so it's not my fault the ball's not there. So, <laughs> Maybe that's Must- Mustafi. That's his argument. But, no, I mean, he slipped Mustafi, didn't he? It wasn't a proper tackle. He, he seemed to slip over. Because um, all yeah. he needed to do, really, was shepherd him away from the goal. Uh, but he just slipped over and took him out. So it's a, it's a bolt-on penalty. But if you get up and then hit a, a shot, which is going in, and yeah, Czech, Czech yeah. made a fantastic fingertip save onto the post, and then the follow-up is an open oh, goal. Has he missed that? He's missed it. So, I mean, they had oh, their damn. chance. I have to say, yeah. I'm not, I haven't got that much sympathy because, as I said, early in the game, 
we've all seen it where referees bottle that sort of decision. Particularly, I mean, I remember one where was it against Newcastle or Chelsea where I think it was the one against Newcastle where Theo Walcott gets sort of bundled over and he gets up and fires it into the roof of the net. Do you remember that? That one? was good to say. I think it was yeah, in the, that game, where, crazy game where we won like seven three. And Theo Walcott oh, yeah, got yeah, yeah. Tri- he, he got basically knocked over, but That's he sort right. of went down to his knees, got back up. Quickly. Sure, he just didn't fall over. No, he did. No, I he definitely it. got. <laughs> I do he definitely got taken out, but he got back up, saw the goal, like begging, and just smacked it into the roof of the net. I was going to say, and that's how what happens that... when? I mean, he could have had a penalty, but he'd prefer to take the shot on. Yeah, could you that... imagine if the ref then blew for a penalty as he's hit a ball into the back of the net, yeah, and the ref yeah. well, as the goal gives a penalty, the penalty gets saved. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. How could he? How would that have worked last night if that Rodriguez shot doesn't get saved? It goes in, but because of the little bit of time difference, maybe the the bleep from the lino, and he's gone right. I'm blowing up for a penalty here as the ball hits the back of the net. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like. Hold on a minute, because even Polis would have been like, "No, we'll just take the I mean, goal here, beat, please." In, in effect, although he was tackled and uh, uh, fouled, he did beat Mustafi and get get to his yes, feet, and yeah. he was he was around him and one on one with the keeper, effectively. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I still I still think if I mean Pulis was bemoaning, it should have been a penalty, and Mustafi should have been sent off. But I don't think it was a goal scoring opportunity, particularly. No. He was running sort of parallel to the goal. He wasn't in on goal, particularly. No. He did, his shot made it a good, you know, made it a good chance. But Regardless of that, they lost. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, that's it. It was just job done, wasn't it? Second half, I thought we were we bossed it. I really do. I thought uh, we yeah, bossed it. Yeah, we did that. boss it, though, Stuart. But I'll tell you what, there was periods of play, I think I put on the WhatsApp thing, I was moaning about it because... I think we've gone from our box to their box. And then within about a minute, it's now back in our half again because all we're doing is just passing the ball around. Yeah, but I'll tell you what didn't help last night, John, and that is the fact that back in Alexi Sanchez was giving that ball away so many times, trying to do fancy little shitty... There was a lot and... of passes that went astray from yeah, us. Yeah, from, from Sanchez. Shocking. From Sanchez. Not just Sanchez, I think Jacques oh, was mate, doing it. I was, was, was counting like, fucking hell. I was counting them every single time from Alexi Sanchez. And to be honest, I know I know he obviously, you know, it, it would work and we scored from his free kick. But, you know, I, 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 I know he was running round and he was doing... But second half, I was getting so wound up with Alexi Sanchez... I, I, you know, it was it was almost like it was just him playing on his own, trying to do what he wanted to do and forget everybody else. And, and it was winding yeah. me up. It was winding me up. I, d- I don't want that. I really don't. I, I want would it, have I had want him off before Lacazette and put him and Lacazette and Giroud up front. Well, there was... Uh, I, I mean, done. there was no Ozil in the team, was there? So... Um... I don't think we. I don't know yeah, whether but, we can read anything into that. Other but than the thing is, though, Matt, not the, fit. if you look at the way that West Brom play, mm. when they play away, it's like teams like us. So you, they are parking that bus a little bit. Mm. Ozil wouldn't have got a great deal of room, to be honest. I would have been on him, yeah, you know, as soon as he got the ball. You know, it, so I think the team that was played was the right team, 
And I mean, there was periods of play when I looked at the West Brom team, there wasn't a single player in our half. Mm. You know, it was almost like, well, they're just playing with like a load of defenders or something because they're not trying to get into our half, which is what they always do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought, um, I, I really liked El Nini. I thought he played well. Yes. There was one, I, I recall a, a really nice ball over the top to Bellerin, which led to uh, a Ramsey chance. Um, was that just, his header? Yeah. Was that his header? Bellerin sort of got down the side um, and squared it. Bellerin's looking pretty good, although there's one moment in the first half where he's let one go through him. I'll smell for it. Po- for the back post. Um, <laughs> and Stunk it, dude. There was, I mean, although we scored two goals, we also, I mean, the Monreal goal line clearance is like a goal, effectively, wasn't it? Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely incredible clearance. Yeah. Um, I, d- I mean, I, d- I don't believe he knew much about it, really, other than... Doesn't need just to get just get your foot up and try <laughs> and stop that. Yeah, but it was quite high up, wasn't yeah. it? And I'm, you're just thinking he's going to stick that in the back of the net. That's, yeah. He's he's going to do it. But yeah, unbelievable that he cleared that. It was it was something else that was. I thought Ramsey and Kalasinic had good games as well. Yeah, I mean, what did you think of Ramsey? Because he was really well. in the Ozil role, really, wasn't he? He was in the sort of yes, role. yeah. But there's just um, which, a bit more about him, isn't there? There's a little bit more about him than there is with Ozil. You know, he does like to get in, he does tackle. But I thought uh, he was supported by El Nenny at times because we but... had El Nenny just cleverly knocking the ball around, not nothing too spectacular, but um, sometimes you just need that little bit of glue with the team to make sure the next pass goes to the right person. And I agree yeah. with Stuart when he says about Sanchez. He, it's not a new thing with him either. It's... It's a feature of his game where he just takes sometimes too many chances um, with the flicks and tricks and stuff. And sometimes you just need that dependable. I mean, I'm not talking about Alexander Hleb, who never seemed to lose the ball, but never seemed to do anything anything (laughs) exciting. Um, But still, you know, we... we, um, you don't mind the odd, you don't mind the odd little try of something, but he just kept doing it, and and even to the point where he was trying to take on two players and and play a pass, and there's no one there, and then West Brom had the ball back, and away they go. It, it was giving momentum back to them all the time. That yeah. you know when when John was saying about or you know crying out for a third and stuff like that, if if Sanchez hadn't kept giving the ball back to them. You might have had that because the the pressure just would have kept mounting on them, and you you get yourself further up the pitch, players involved. But they kept they kept thinking, hold on a minute, you know, if we keep giving this ball away, we're going to get caught out. Mm. Um, which which sort of say it, it was almost like he had his own little agenda last night. I'm not taking nothing away from his free kick, but that you know, it, for me last night, Alexis Sanchez was more frustrating than he was brilliant. That's that's all I would say. But you know what? When you get a player like him, who can win the game on his own, he's like we had when we had Henri, when we had Wrighty. They do tend to try or over try that little bit too much because they look around that team and think, no one else is going to do a lot, are they? So I might as well just try. And against another team that doesn't play as tight as West Brom, he may well have succeeded. Yeah, John, you know? I'm not... 
like I say, but there wasn't, it wasn't also that, I think, with him. I know he was trying the little tricks, but he gave a lot of passes, simple sort of passes away. Yeah. And, and, I, and I thought that's, that's not the sign of a, a you know, someone who's... It's a bit of a feature of our game this season, though, Stuart. We are giving a lot of passes away. Yeah, well, season. I was just going to say, Xhaka again last night for me. Give the ball away. Too many. We we've, we've we've tend to have done that a heck of a lot this you season. Think we overdo it rather than do the simple thing. We try to do a bit too much. Well, I think I think sometimes you can be critical of Arsenal because when you're saying about we keep passing, 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 and and probably didn't have an end result because it would have run out somewhere either keepers made a save or we've hit a shot wide. But it seems to be that we're trying to do all that, but there's certain <sighs> players that that aren't consistent enough mm. with their passing. I mean, Xhaka's done it pretty much in every game this season where he's... I'm not saying Xhaka's a crap player, but he does give the ball or, you know, a ball that... Had it been to someone like, I don't know, a Fabregas or, or a Wilshire or Cazorla, that pass would have been made. Whereas Xhaka does mm. play some stray balls that that give the, the, the uh, impetus back to the away side. He's not really, I mean, I'd almost say he's not really suited to that defensive midfield role because you just want someone steady there, don't you? And his yeah, game but... is not really steady. When we saw him in uh, the Euro Championships, he was the captain of Switzerland and he's, you know, he's there sort of at the, the top of the midfield, playing yeah. long passes, shooting for goal, that sort of thing. Yeah, if you I, go I, back, well, 10, whereas El Nenny. And then he's not the greatest player what, in the world, but... He... But I'll tell you what, if you go back, what is it? Oh, it might be, is it 15 years now? When we had, like, Petit and Vieira. When mm. Petit first went in the middle, Vieira would hang back a little bit and just let Petit get... Because Petit had a fucking mental shot on him as well anyway. Mm. And just let them get up there, you know. And I think maybe Xhaka needs to be released a little bit from the defensive side of things and be allowed to get further forward and go for goal because he does have that mental shot on him. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I agree with that in a way, but then how many players have we got like that? Because Ramsey's yeah. like that, Wilshire's like that. Um, you know, we can't all have, we can't all be players like that. I remember when yeah, but not I mean, the last, the in last in player yards, we've I had think. in that position who was really, really good was Gilberto. Yeah, and you know he knew his job. He could go in at centre back if he needed to, but he he knew that his job was to protect the the centre backs. And t- but again, you know, he didn't. I don't... He didn't he, I mean, but he maybe that should be Elneny's job then, Matt. You know, maybe Elneny should be the one. But he's who's not the, the, gra- uh, he's uh, not he the greatest tackler in the world, Elneny. I'd have to say. Well, that's uh, maybe a bit, a bit of his game he's got to work on. Well, this this is more going back on what I was just saying. I don't think it really matters where you play Xhaka, whether it's defensive or further forward. If if you're giving the passes away, yeah. you're you're going to cause problems. Okay, maybe not quite so detrimental if you are a bit further forward. But what I'm saying is it's uncharacteristic of an Arsenal player to mm. consistently give the ball away. Yeah. That 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 that's that's more my thing. It, it's not that he can't play where he plays because he can do a job there. It's the fact that when he's got possession of the ball, one of the things he was supposed to be renowned for was his distribution, his passing. But 
this season, I've seen so many wayward ones of him, and it, it wouldn't matter whether he was another 15, 20, 30 yards further forward. If he's not making the pass to one of our players and giving the ball away, again, you're giving the impetus back to the, the, the opposition, which is what Sanchez did last night. And mm. that, that, that's tag. where... The thing is, with that prize tag, you'd expect him to be able to pass better. Well, after a season in the Premier League, John, I would. He, he, yeah. he, you know, he's had a season. He's he's come to terms. He must have come to terms with the pace of the Premiership, the physicality of the Premiership. Um, you, you'd have thought, if anything, yeah, he'd have been more we, composed. We were all looking forward to a good season from him because he showed signs of promise last year, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. to me, and he, he to can, me, he can be I, brilliant. If if I had a choice, I'd put El Nenny next to Ramsey next game because I just think he's a more solid player. Yeah, I've always said, liked like, El Nenny. Um, uh, you know what you need in that position. Yeah, I've always I've always rated him. You know, he came in on in, on a bit of a quiet one that January transfer window, yeah, didn't he? He's one of those money ball sort of purchases, like yeah. Like and but he's always he's been fantastic. He, he really is, like you say. He's not an absolute worldie of a player, mm. but he, he gets around the pitch and, and he does a, a decent job. He's he's yeah probably not probably not the maddest tackler, but he, no, he'll, be think, I mean, if, he'll be so, around you. He'll be around you, causing problems. And he you know he doesn't he doesn't generally give the ball away, which is his strongest point. I mean he's no Ray Parler. Don't get me wrong. You know he, he, it's his tackling which lets him down, but he needs to. He needs to work on that in his game, I think, because... Sometimes you need to say to a player, a bit like the old Nenny player, say, right, this is your job. Your job is to sit there 10, 15 yards off your defence and nothing gets through you. Don't go anywhere else. (laughs) Exactly where you are, right, and clear any ball up. And if one of their players is on the break, you are the person who's going to give them a bit of a dig and stop him doing anything with that ball. And that's what you've got to say to him. Do nothing else but that. Yeah. Which is what Gilberto's I mean, job was. Yeah, well, I, I guess I'm being, maybe I'm being a bit unfair on Arteta by saying Gilberto was the only one we had. I mean, Arteta wasn't traditionally a, 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 a kind of deep midfield deep midfield. No, we player, made him into a defensive midfielder, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, which, I mean, it, he was good at it as well. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't as great as Gilberto, but I think that, you know... He proved that you can switch that sort of attacking sense to when you need yeah. to know where you how to position yourself, how yeah. to protect the back. I four. think Petit worked like that because the Petit was a centre back, so Petit was already a defender mm. that was then put into the midfield. So he had the defensive qualities anyway. So if you said to him, "Right, you're going to stay there and you ain't moving," he was like, "Well, that's fine." Because I've done that job anyway before, but now I'm just a little bit further up the pitch. Yeah. You know? So, which is what I felt. Who do we have in defence that I thought could come forward and be the best midfielder in the world? And I always said, is the best midfielder in the world waiting to happen? Uh, who? Thomas Vermaelen, I think it was you used to say. Yes. Vermaelen was the. Because he best was struggling at centre back. Waiting to happen. Yeah. 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 But he could defend, he could tackle, and he also had. A mental shot on him. Yeah. When he, was that one he scored against United? Was it? Yeah, I can't remember. The one he scored against Everton was an absolute cracker. Yes, yeah. yeah. Opening game we, of the season. Was it like it? when we won six nil or something outrageous? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one was a cracker. Um, 
But he did have it in him, yeah. He did have it in him to but it was, to smoke it a was shot. going back the last night. It was it was a yeah, not nothing to to sort of shout from the rooftops, but it was a job well done on a weekend that everybody else had won, hadn't they? Yeah, quite convincing. Mm. Um, and they're not the easiest team in the world to beat, especially not when we have them at our place. The way they play. No, no I mean I we mean, haven't. It... We haven't. I mean, we've. It's funny. I'm looking at the stats. So when there's been eleven That's games, more of a than we did in the first half. There's there's been eleven games that we've played against Tony Pulis at home, um, and we've won all of them. Ten yeah. in the Premier League and one That's FA that... Cup game at Highbury in 2005. So it goes back. How many away? Home? How many have we won away? Well, I mean, that's a different stat, obviously. But at home, we never seem to lose to Tony Pulis. And particularly West Brom, don't we don't lose to West Brom. We've won the last no, was Dean Matteo's. It was Dean Matteo's team, wasn't it, that beat us 3... Was it 3-1 or 3-2? Three, 3-1. Yeah, that's, a, that's a long time ago, isn't no, it? No, it's not that yeah, it was last year, ago. 2016. No, nah, nah, it wasn't. No, when no, Dean Matteo... sure we lost at home, 3-1 to West Brom. Was it... 2016 we lost? No, that was away. That was, was away, away yeah. Right? Yeah, no, Dean Matteo, I think was, it was the last one. 2007, our old player, our, our old, our old player, Jerome Thomas, I was there when we went 3-0 down at half-time. We was 3-0 down at half-time and I walked out. I bet, it's about, two, I bet it's about four or five years ago. Yeah, and we won, we lost 3-2, but at half-time. Go than that. At half-time we was 3-0 down yeah. and I just... I'll tell you what it was. It was Sammy Nasri was, was playing, because I remember him scoring one of the two. It was the last season I had my season ticket, which was 2010. Oh, really? Yeah, Still it was seven years down. ago. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think it was quite that long ago. Yeah, 2010, I think it was. Final down at half-time, and I went right Hadn't Di Matteo been the Chelsea manager? And, and they won the Champions the League, in Champions League in 2000. Champions League in the FA Cup, and then he got sacked. He got sacked from West Brom quite quickly, though, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he'd been at Chelsea, right? They were, didn't they win the Champions League in 2011? And, the and then he... Yeah, but what I'm saying is, he won that in 2011. I'm trying to work the year out. And then he went to West Brom as manager. So I would say it was... 11 12, so f- about five years ago. Okay, I've got oh, it here. Really it was the 25th of September 2010. Ah. Uh, so it was a freak result because I think we had we were heading for the top of the league on that day. Did Jerome early. Thomas score? Jerome Thomas score. Um, let's have a look. Won't we? I can't remember who scored. It was Peter Rotten Wingy scored there first. Then a guy called Jara in two minutes later, and this was in the second half. This all kicked off in the second half. Yeah. Then Jerome Thomas scored. Yeah. Uh, their third. Was, they were three nil up. Then Nasri got two goals back. Right. Um, and it was Dean Matteo as manager, wasn't it? Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking at the news report on BBC, but. Yeah, I'm sure it was Di Matteo. Almo- um, yeah, Di Matteo, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I recall it being a bit of a nightmare for Almunia, that game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And our Sharvin 
put in Pushing a particularly his shot round. yeah particularly poor performance from uh, R. Sharvin. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we so won. That's we... the main thing. We're all good, ready to go and play the Batty Boys. What I liked in fear, what I liked about Lacazette's goal, his first one was a proper forward that we needed. We've not had since righty. Yeah, following yeah. up, getting in the box. Do, do you think that he had been practicing re- rebounds? Because the one against I Chelsea, I think he's got the right instinct there. The one against Chelsea, maybe he looked made it look like a better chance than it was when the ball came off the post from Ramsey's shot against Chelsea. Yeah, but he, you know, maybe he's had that on his mind. You know, I've really got to be more sharp on those chances. But he's got that. But, but he's got that Jermaine Defoe quality. Yeah, gets in the box yeah. or follows it up the way Ian Wright would. I mean, he reacted Ian Wright quality would follow it all up. He, he reacted fastest from that free kick. Yeah, to the great. situation. Um, and the penalty, there was no real doubt about it, was there? He just good penalty. I'm not being penalty. funny. I mean, he did look a bit closer. The keeper did look like he I think almost what put him got off was it. He was in the corner. running from the halfway line. Did you see yeah, what well, Kalasinac did? Life out of anybody, didn't he? Uh, uh, at the penalty, he took about 20 yards. He was standing about 20 yards back from when, and basically followed Lacazette in. <laughs> sprinting as hard as he could towards the penalty area. So when he struck it, he was literally on the edge of the penalty area. But it looked so frightening to see that yeah. guy running at you. Glassinac <laughs> <laughs> is going to be a folk hero over there. Yes, he, he is, definitely. Few years because he's so big and he's quick as well for a big bloke as well. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of strength, but he's quick for a big man. Yeah, and he really yeah. protects Sanchez, I thought, in this game. Like... Because he's behind Sanchez and Sanchez is, is you know, giving the ball away and, and sometimes and, you know, it's it's easy for for that side to become quite exposed. But he did a really good job of sitting back and covering I quite, I quite liked um, Mustafi's impression of Larry Grayson a couple of times <laughs> last night as well. <laughs> yeah, because I, thought... I don't like the way nobody attacked that ball apart from him. In the, yeah, from the corner. the Larry, and then we had another one, didn't he? And he gave it another Larry. I'm thinking, this boy. Hello, Sailor, I call that Yeah, one. hello, Sailor. Yeah. What's that on your shoe? Oh, hello, Sailor. Yeah, oh, twice dear. I think he did it last night. Fairly close together. It's like, my God, has he, has he been practising this or something? Yeah, he kept having a go. But it was good, wasn't it? At least we're happy. That's the main thing. We're not moaning. Yeah, there's no effort in Jeff Yeah, we won, and that's all that matters, you know? The, um, win, yeah. the uh, quick mention, I guess, of uh, Gareth Barry's 633 appearances. Um, not a stat I really hold out much um, for, because, you know, when you like, if you look at, say, David O'Leary and the amount of games he played for one club... I don't think that 633 yeah. spread over about five different clubs just because he started when he was seven. To me, and the fact that it's a Premier League record, I just think all of those records are a bit redundant um, because there's obviously players who've played a lot more games and some of them for the same club. Yeah. This, yeah. this obsession no, I mean, with the Premier League era that just does yeah, my head Just to have played that amount of games in the Premier League, if it had been... 633 games for 
for um, Aston Villa. Was it Villa he started there? He start, I think he started at Villa, yeah. Was he a centre-back? I thought he was midfield. But if he'd done that for Villa, you'd have a little bit. I mean, like the Giggs one, it was all for Man United, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he got a little bit more. He's a one-man sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, fair play to him. But, yeah, he's (laughs) he's been around. I'm just just getting annoyed with this idea that the Premier League, nothing existed before the Premier League. And all these stats are mm. just for the Premier League. And obviously, any footballer now is too young to have played before the Premier League. Um, but really, you're talking about players that are probably closer to the beginning of the Premier League than the than than a lot of other players getting these records. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just know yeah. that there are players who've played more games from for clubs. And yeah. You know, yeah. it seems a bit. I, I always, I just don't like those Premier League record stats. But then, Matt, they are only a Premier League record stat. It's not like he's going to be Aston Villa's most played player or uh, no. West Brom's or all the clubs Man he's City. been to. Well, Man City. Yeah, he's 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 not he's 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 not going to go down like David O'Leary has as our club most cat player and yeah. or, uh, most appearances and all that. But yeah, he's got what he's got. The Sky make a big deal of it because they're trying to sell us the Premier League, aren't they? That's, that's I had to come out of one of the um, the Facebook groups, that, uh, one of the football Facebook groups. I'm not going to say what it is, but I had to come out of it because there was having this discussion about trophies won, blah blah blah. Yeah, and it was you know in the Premier League, uh, you had like United fans saying like you know, well as far as we're concerned, Liverpool haven't won anything because you know all their titles was pre-premier league their four european cup wins mean nothing because it wasn't the champions league and it's like really the <laughs> fuck are you talking about you know how can you even say that it doesn't mean anything because it wasn't a premier league it doesn't mean anything because it was champions league well you know, just like on, when, that, on that on, note. to win the european cup to win the european cup you only had to play four games to fucking win it and it was like <laughs> Frick, you know, it was the champions of your fucking country. You know, it wasn't like somebody who finished in fourth place who won it, or someone who's come out, uh, you know, and it's like, you know, a fourth place and then win the Champions League's bullshit, you know, but it happens. Yeah. You know, the European Cup was the best tournament because it was your champions, you know, and it was a great tournament to win. And league football before the Premier League was much fucking better. With that in mind, Lacazette uh, scored Arsenal's 100th penalty in the Premier League uh, last night. Um, he only had 100 penalties in the Premier League. Yeah, so there's only two teams that have had more. Can you it's guess which they years. are? 24 years we've had 100 Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea have had 107. Not being United. Not being United. And, and Tottenham? It's actually Liverpool have got the most penalties right. in front of the cop, I imagine. 112, isn't it? 112, yeah. And I've got here as well that each of the um, each of our last seven home game wins have come on a different day of the week. Really? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> so That's obviously we had weird. that Friday night game to start with. We've yeah, had a, a game on Saturday. Yeah, and then Burnley. a game on Monday. We've had the champion. We've had the Thursday night game against yeah. Cologne. Yeah, Tuesday night Champions League game, probably. 
Well, no, no it would have been no, Tuesday. Car- Caribou. Caribou Cup. And then the last oh, yeah. one must have been a Wednesday night uh, for the league at the end of the season, was it? Right. Home Could've game. Been. No, it wouldn't have been the last game, would it? The last game was a Sunday. Oh, right. Uh, so we haven't yeah, played that, on a Sunday. We haven't we played haven't, at home on no, a Sunday No, we haven't yet. played on a Sunday yet. So no. it would have been a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right, John. So there you go. I mean, or, or that it might have been a Wednesday last season and a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Could, could well go. have been. And also, um, Lacazette is the first Arsenal player to score in his first three home games of the season. Since which player do you reckon? Brian Marwood. Uh, who had saw that stuff <laughs> in 1988? Yeah. That's quite surprising, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Well, yeah, we've had but people he's done like, well. you know, Henri and Ian Wright and players. Yeah, but four, what's he got? Four four league goals? Four league goals. In, in three, we go three home games, and not we? Did Limpar break Marwood's record for consecutive goals in consecutive, consecutive goals to games? I think Marwood did seven out of seven, and I think Limpar did eight in eight. Right. This is only home games, though. So oh, I'm just saying, scored like, that perfectly of... good goal against Stoke. Um, yeah. And then was dropped for the Liverpool game. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's done pretty well. I mean, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, four goals from three Premier League home games. Yeah, I think he's done very well. Well, yeah, if you I'm, look at the French I'm league... I'm happy with him. I'm happy with you him. You can kind of look at the French league and go... It ain't going like for another beer quickly. You know, 30-odd goals he scored last season in a league that's a bit... It's not the greatest league in the world. But he's doing all right in the Premier League, and the Premier League is a tough league to play in. Yeah, yeah especially I, mean, I, with I just think he looks... We have and, uh, I mean, he called him... Uh, Arsene Wenger called him a young lad. He's 25, so he's no spring chicken, but... He's, you know, he obviously sees him as a relatively young player that needs to, that will improve. Um, if he scores twenty plus goals this season, which I think he more than likely is capable of, if he starts, I mean, he's still got taken off again, and I still think I'm not sure it was the right move. I would have, I wouldn't. Did he get swapped for Giroud? Yeah, I wouldn't have swapped him for Giroud. I just think you, you'd, you should play. You should leave, stay on. Yeah, leave the player on the field. Yeah, I don't know yeah. whether it's but like is, this kind of, whether they got the stats on the, your first season and whether people get played too much in their first season in the Premier League with the pace of the game. Uh, whether yeah, they just but, try and that, give but them these are professional people. These are fit professional lads, you know. And to be honest, um, if he scores twenty plus league goals, uh, we need to try and keep hold of him. Yeah, you know that will be a problem when like people look at him and go like. If you look at other clubs, you look at... I'm not sure how old Aguero is. He's, he's still relatively young in the Aguero. Is he 27? 28, 28? 29. But if City are looking at Aguero thinking he's knocking on a bit and Lacazette's just banged in like 25-plus league goals, let's go for him. I mean, you kind of hope that you know, we manage to keep hold of him. Well, I mean, he's in his first year. I think of the first year... That um, like Chamac played <laughs> when we bought him, and he was banging him in in the Champions League. I think he scored about eight goals in the Champions League, didn't he, for Bordeaux or whatever yeah. it was. Um, and you know, the, there's there's good evidence that the French league isn't as good as the Premier League, but 
he's a different sort of player, you know. I mean, he scored a, over thirty goals for two years. So I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him down because he's come out of the French league. He looks a very good player. Hmm. Even if, if if he's not scoring, when he's got the ball, he looks good. He he, he can control it quickly. He he looks a very good player, mate. I'll, but he's got a range of goals as well. You know, you know he can bang them in probably from twenty odd yards, and you know he can get the tap in the head out. Head as well, you know, he's he's got a good range. He's got the all out range, which is what. Yeah, you'd I'd like to, him more to any right than anything else because he yeah. might have ability to do all goals. You know, yeah, I'm not sure about sure Henri because that... Henri didn't get many headers. The one but... that wasn't allowed at Stoke yeah. was almost like his lineup one for the one he scored against Bournemouth, wasn't it? Yeah. So he can he can pick a ball, he can pick a part of the net. It, you know, he can he can score a tap in. He 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 can obviously score from the spot a good penalty. He's got two headers. Yeah, he is going to be he a bit got, more all round. He, has, he hasn't got a left foot. I mean, that's if you look at the difference between, say, him and Mbappe. Um, you know, who we we thought at one point we might be going for. Mbappe is two footed. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we'll just wait for. We'll just wait for. I might have a bet on Sunday. For Lacazette to score first with his left, left foot, foot. <laughs> thirty-yard volley. <laughs> I mean, if you look back, honestly, look back at his YouTube videos of him from um, Marseille, uh, Leon, sorry, and there is not one goal he scores with his left foot. But I tell you what, if you go back, the ball I can't remember how far back it was. Time. I think even like Shearer might have done it. Probably right, he did. I know Bobby Charlton used to. They're predominantly one-footed. They spend ages in training, just shooting with their weaker foot. Mm. You know, and maybe he needs to say, right, I'm going to spend half an hour, forty-five minutes. <laughs> half an hour, forty-five minutes. Every that. every training session, every training session. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, they do work on that. I know. Foot. I know that. I remember in the Theo Walcott book, there's quite a lot written about improving his weak foot. Um, which one was that? I yeah, know exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking weak foot, legs, body, arms, head. <sighs> anyway, right, well, there we go. I'm not Giroud still has not got his hundredth goal, no, and I do no, love no. that. Yeah. Might that might be Thursday, John? I reckon. I do hope so. Well, we're going away to um, Batty Borislav, which is in uh, Bulgaria. No, no. no. Um, Serbia, no. No. Not that one. <laughs> Bosnia. Is it Azerbaijan? Azerbaijan. It's not Azerbaijan, is it? I thought the Batty boys were from Switzerland, weren't they? No. <laughs> no. That's You're the Basel boys. Basel. Basel. It's, um... Oh, come on. Azerbaijan. Is it? I think so. I thought it was like Bulgaria. No, oh, it's not Bulgaria. Batty. Certainly not Bulgaria. Boris Batty Borisov is a Belarusian football team. Yeah, I'm Belarusian. It's nearly Russia. Right, so um, let's move on. There's no Wayne and Spunky this week um, because they're in Cyprus tonight uh, watching Spurs play Apple, Apoel, whatever they're called. Nicosia. Nicosia. It's Apoel Nicosia. Yeah. yeah, what's the score? Well, uh, Kane has scored a hat trick. 
So, oh, God. Um, the... I'll tell you what, though. I mean, no offence. I mean, I know he's Spurs, but he's he's some fucking player, isn't he? Absolutely. You know, a great you are kind well. of glad he's oh, fucking English, you know. Why? So, um, no spunky uh, either, but there is talk of another spunky um, in Paul Merson's autobiography. You know when the whole Do you know who, who Spunky is? In... John? Who he calls Spunky? Dave Seaman. Dave Seaman. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Spurs 1-3-0. All right. So, um, here we go. George sold John Lukic to Leeds and signed QPR keeper Dave Spunky Seaman. And he was a different class too. Honestly, Peter Schmeichel, when he signed for Man United in 1991, and Spunky were the best goalies in the league by a million miles in those days. I was glad he was playing for Arsenal rather than against us. I remember we faced QPR earlier in a Mickey Mouse competition called the Centenary Cup. During the game, there was a break from midfield, and I went up for a ball with the international defender Paul Parker, who had a hell of a leap on him. This time he fell over and the ball ran free. I legged it from the halfway line towards the goal, with only the goalkeeper to beat. But then Spunky stepped off his line. I swear, the way he moved out, it made the target look like a hockey goal. It just shrank, and I couldn't see the Caspers on either side of him. <laughs> just the word Caspers. Uh, it took me like about 30 seconds to work out what that meant. John, what do you reckon Caspers are? What? Can you repeat the sentence? I he said, I couldn't see the Caspers on either side of him. Uh, Caspers, Yeah, Casper the, the friendly ghost. Post yeah. is the most tenuous Cockney rhyming slang I've ever read. I always fancy my chance in one-on-ones with the keepers because all, the, all of them gamble at some point and dive in at the striker's feet. That's when I like to pop the ball over the top or nip around the side. But Spunky just stood there. I crumbled and fluffed my shot. I remember thinking, bloody hell, he's good. Pity I couldn't say the same when he started prancing around on Celebrity Dancing on Ice. <laughs> With David in goal, we were unstoppable. The only We only lost one game that season in 1991, and that was to Chelsea away. We were knackered with injuries that day, and our defence was down to the bare bones. We were good at the back uh, when we only let. So we were good at the back that we only let in eighteen league goals in one season. But I'm not having that. It was all down that it was all down to the defence, as George was forever telling us. Defence starts from the front. Against Chelsea, Baldy got a knock in the game, and George had put um, Mickey Thomas in the back four because everyone else was in the treatment room. Mickey couldn't kick his way out of a paper bag normally, but we were that desperate. So he then goes on to describe the um, the incident at Old Trafford with the fight um, and how he didn't get involved in it because he's a shit bag. <laughs> but then he <laughs> carries on. The only other blip that season, it was in the big blip, was Tottenham. Tottenham's brilliant midfielder, Paul yeah. Gascoigne. Despite eating all those Mars bars, Gazza was tearing up trees in the FA Cup and Spurs were drawn against us in the semi. It seemed like he had got them there all on his own. 
he was playing that well. But Spurs were no mugs at the time. They had players like Gary Lineker, Vinnie Samways and Gary Mabbitt in the team as well as Gaz. Because it was a London derby, the FA decided to play the game at Wembley, which was a ricket as far as I was concerned. I personally thought that playing the semi-final under the Twin Towers took the shine off the final. I still do. The FA Cup final was the day, and everybody wanted to play at Wembley in the game, not semis. Spurs was double fired up for the game because they'd got into their heads that we'd already had our suits made for the final. That was rubbish. We were confident of winning the double, but not that confident. Still, the rumours certainly seemed to give them an edge. In the first half, we gave away a free kick. It was about 30 yards out, so we shouldn't have caused any problems. But Gaza took one of the best dead balls I've ever seen. It was a worldie. It bent over the wall, dipped just before David Seaman could get his fingers on it, and crashed into the back of the net. As it swerved over me head, I thought, what a free kick, what a goal. Even though it was scored by the other lot. I have to admire it. Spunky was gutted, though. When we got in half-time, 2-1 down, he started saying sorry. What for, I said. He reckoned his studs got caught in the ground and he should have stopped it. I told him not to worry, though. I probably wouldn't have been so soft on him if it had happened after the nine goal from the halfway line, which lost us the <laughs> 95 Cup with his cup. Final against Zaragoza, or the Ronaldinho free kick that went over his head in the 2002 World Cup when England lost to Brazil. <laughs> it basically brings up all his bad points. Yeah, slagging <laughs> him off. In the second half, we battered Spurs. Then Gary Lineker hit one, and Spunky let the ball slip through his hands again. <laughs> he thought it was such an easy catch to make that he took his after ball before he had it under control. As we looked up, <coughs> it, there he was going going past it, passing the net. It went right through his fingers. In the end, we lost 3-1. We were all gutted. In those days, the FA Cup semi-final was the ultimate game to lose. And for us, there was nothing worse than losing to Tottenham. Spunky just had one of those days, which is a rarity because he never usually makes rickets, even though he's brought up every single one of them. (laughs) That's what makes him such a blinding goalkeeper. Under normal circumstances, I would have bet on him any day of the week, although betting seems to be a bit of a problem in Paul Mercer's life. He probably did the... bet on him that day, that's the thing, <laughs> yeah. and that's why he lost. Well, there you go. Um, more of that next week. Good to hear him talk about football for once, I have to say. Yeah. Because most yeah. of it's about I'll tell you his, what, his during that match, during that match, I was doing an army assault course in Woolwich for charity. <laughs> John on the assault course. Oh. During that match, two I was years sitting, in a row, two sitting, years in a row, I did army assault course. I was sitting in my mate Darren's house, who, uh, him and he, he is a massive Tottenham fan, so he sat and watched with his family, with me slowly sinking into the sofa, which was just a crap. It was a crap afternoon that one. Yeah, oh, not nice. Still, we nice. got revenge in '93, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And for the next 25 years. <laughs> so, um, it's time for Quickfire John. Quickfire John. Quickfire John. Excellent. Okay, John. Have we got any? Yeah, well, we've got one there. Let's go straight into it. Chips or mash? Mash. Vinyl or Spotify? Vinyl. Kebab or burger? 
Oh, fuck you. No, that's difficult, actually. I remember selling my uh, flag, what was it, from a Charity Shield match when I went to Ali Barbar's around the corner yeah. and I got a kebab. And then <laughs> the bloke said, oh, I like your flag. I went, yeah, I was calling it a Wembley. He went, can I have it? I said, what's it worth? <laughs> and he's gone, I don't know, what do you want? I went, I'll have a quarter pounder with cheese and chips. <laughs> so that's how much an Arsenal flag is worth from Wembley. So, <laughs> so uh, what, you didn't order a kebab? I am going to go kebab. Okay, Tesco's or Sainsbury's? Sainsbury's. Beef and onion or chicken and mushroom? Chicken and mushroom. <sighs> PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Boxers or briefs? Oh, briefs. Des Lynham or Jim Rosenthal? Des. Trainers <laughs> or shoes? Trainers. League Cup double or Champions League trophy? <laughs> league Cup double, what do you mean? Both cups or the league? The League and Cup double. League and Cup double. League and Cup double. I would take the League and Cup double. Okay. So there you go. That's a quick fire John this week. <laughs> Do send in your quick fire Johns uh, if you've got them. I think we've found out some things about John there. Um, yeah. Especially when he said, you said chips and mash, he said mash. Yeah. And then he ordered, he was going to have a kebab, and then he said he'll have a burger and chips. <laughs> So, yeah, because they, because they didn't do burger and mash. Yeah, they don't do you, mash. You, you <laughs> lie like a cheap watch, John. I tell you what, it was uh, when I used to be in uh, London Chester a lot on Fridays. We always fish and chips, and the girl next door, she passed away now, Gina. Unfortunately, she never. I did chips always. Shit, hospital chips are rubbish, man. She said, "No, I have fish and mash." So we started having fish and mash instead. Yeah, but I um, love mash. I love mash. Um. I was going to say mash is special vinyl, because yeah. you, don't, you don't really get it as much. It's, you know, people don't sell mash. It's hard to, it's hard to make mash. It's one right. of the things you have to make on that day. Yeah. So yeah. Someone said that if um, if you go to a restaurant and they haven't got mash on the menu somewhere, then they're not a very good restaurant. Someone said to me. But it's not hard what, to make mash, but what you don't want say, is just mashed new potato, uh, uh, boiled potatoes. You got. To I will say in. though, yeah. I will say though that I bought the uh, Tesco's, you know, the smash equivalent instant potato, yeah. instant mash from Tesco's, their own brand. It's right, hold lovely. on, John. I'm going to have to correct it. You was asked Tesco's or Sainsbury's? You went to Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah, you got to do a better quality of food. However, so why did you choose them? Well, this is uh, the beauty of... first Sainsbury's uh, stuff. And Sainsbury's cooking bacon is superb. If you have Sainsbury's cooking bacon, it's got really like bits and pieces, like big fucking lumps of bacon. But, uh, yeah, the Tesco Instant Mash is beautiful. It's fucking absolutely beautiful mashed potato. But, talk about vinyl. To, it's like that, I've got a picture of um, a purple vinyl record on Facebook. It looks pink, but it's actually purple. Right. And then one of the girls I knew from college, Geraldine, she put, I've got an album, the same colour, by King Kurt. It's called King Kurt Big Cock Album. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, what a fucking brilliant name for an album. Big Cock. 
Yeah, big, it's just called Big Cock. So <laughs> I think that is superb. So, Concur. Yeah, I've got that hell. through today. My uh, Sisters of Mercy, Jesus Loves the Sisters album. Fucking beautiful thing. Lovely. Uh, yeah. How much did that set you back? Because yeah. I, I was looking at in HMV, they've started to put loads of vinyl uh, yeah. in HMV again. They're like 20 quid a I bought a it. I bought it. It's got it's 100 copies of each colour. Right. So there's 100 copies of purple, under the red, yellow, clear vinyl. Uh, and I've got obviously one of 100 purple, and it was 13 quid. Ooh, that's good value. So I was very <coughs> pleased with that. Okay. So um, this week we are ditching the Match of the Day quiz for another episode of Play It Izzard's Right. <laughs> So, um, now, uh, what I thought I'd do is that there are... Is that because I got 100% last week? They've got a ditch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuart lost. He decided to throw his fucking pram toys out the pram. And no, no, no. Not playing it no more. Right, so there are 12 players who have made uh, more than 500 appearances in the Premier League. Um, oh, now, uh, I have uh, obviously taken out Gareth Barry from this one, but I want to know who has made the most appearances higher or lower uh, from the names I'm going to read out. So who this wants will be to go quite first? tricky. This could be very tricky. tricky. It is very tricky, actually. I'll let Stuart go first. Okay. So we're starting with Emil Heskey, who played for Leicester, Liverpool, Birmingham, Wigan, Athletic and Aston Villa. Any idea of how many appearances over 500 he's cool. made? 524. Uh, he made 516 appearances. So the next one on the list is uh, Stephen Gerrard. Has he made higher or lower than 516? I've got to go higher. I've got to go higher. No, he didn't. He's, he, he's only made 504 yeah, appearances so in the Premier hard, League. Um, uh, so the next one is Mark Short. Sorry, how many was it? Five, Five, 504. 504. Right. So, next one is Mark Schwarzer. Has he made more or less appearances in the Premier League than Steven Gerrard? Well, I mean, we've only got four to play with, haven't we? So, <laughs> I, I might as well go on the fact that he must have been higher. Higher, that is, yeah, that's right. He made 514 appearances um, for Middlesbrough, Fulham, Chelsea, Leicester. The next one on the list is Sol Campbell. Bloody hell. Higher or lower? Uh, I'll go... I'll go higher. No, he's actually only made 503 appearances. We are talking minimal here, aren't we? Tottenham, Arsenal, Arsenal, Portsmouth, Newcastle. Yeah, we're talking very tight on numbers here. Though, How many man. did he make for Newcastle? Must have been around about five or ten. Mm, well, he made more for Portsmouth, didn't he? Because was he in the team that yeah. got the FA Cup final and stuff? But he didn't make enough to get my right answer, did no. he? So, and f- finally, Ryan Giggs. Is that higher or lower? Higher. Higher. 632 for Ryan Giggs. So I make that you got two there, two correct predictions. So it's your turn, John. We're going to start yeah, with your starter. first card of Rio Ferdinand, uh, who played for West Ham, Leeds, Man United, 
QPR. Um, any idea about how many appearances he made? I reckon he made about 570, I reckon. It's actually only 504. Uh, oh, now, uh, so the next one on the list is Frank Lampard. Higher, higher. or lower? Higher. Frank Lampard made 609 appearances for West Ham, Chelsea, Man City. Uh, the next one on the list is David James. <sighs> lower. Is correct. That's not hard, though, is it? Five seven I mean, two. That's not hard. Well, he's actually. Frank... I had them within about ten fucking games of each other. For, for, um, <laughs> Frank Lampard's third on the list of high of of appearances, and David James is fourth on the list. So they're actually next to each other in the thing, but obviously a few more appearances for Frank Lampard. Right, do I need one more to win? You need one more to win. <laughs> the next one is Jamie Carragher. Cool, he made a lot, didn't he? Um, but I'm going to go lower if David James was fourth on the list. Yeah, I kind of gave it away, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, there there's no Gareth Barry, and you've already had Ryan Giggs. So, yes, it was 508 appearances for Jamie Carragher. And finally, Gary Speed, sadly no longer with us. He made a lot as well for Newcastle and Leeds. Um, I'm going to put him higher than Callagher. That's correct. Um, five three five he made Ooh. for Leeds, Everton, Newcastle United, and Bolton. Did he play for Everton? Yeah, he did. Yeah, after Leeds fell apart and they had to split everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, John, another yeah. clean sweep. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, in all fairness, though, Stuarts were a little bit tougher than mine. They were a little bit tougher, I have to say. I didn't mean it to be like that. Uh, but, you know, I should have stuck... And you gave the game moment. away. So, you know. <laughs> so, he, he was false. <laughs> so, uh, who's next for Arsenal? We've got a game on Thursday, haven't we? In uh, uh, I've forgotten already. <laughs> Batty boys. Yeah, uh, uh, in Belarus. Uh, well done, Joe. We should win it. We we should win that. Cheers, Stuart. We we should win that. Should we? Really? About three <laughs> one. I think they might score first, but I think we'll come back. I think the hype of them being at home. If they get a quick start, they, because I think they realise that when uh, we played Wasname, who got a very fast start, we're susceptible when it goes quick. So I think they might score in the first 10, 15 minutes. But I think mm. we'll roll out 3-1 winners. It depends who he plays. It, now, it's going to be a totally different True as start. well. I agree it's with that. We've got the totally, weekend. We've got Brighton at home early, early yeah. Sunday morning. We've got two very strangely timed games for Arsenal, haven't we? So, mm. this game starts at six o'clock on yeah. Thursday, uh, which is the true... Um, the downfall of the Europa League. Yeah. <laughs> it's this I'm going to be a Western Super Mare. I may not even watch it. Well, what will be new about that, John? <laughs> no, I'm playing darts tonight. I've got darts, Max. I'm going to be in Western Super Mare on Thursday night. Oh, really? 
Well, that will be. And then Sunday I'll be coming home, so I may not even be home to watch the Brighton game either. Well, it's twelve o'clock kickoff. That's a proper early yeah, start. I'm not going to be home then. So, why don't you pop over North London when you're done? When you get back, because the game's done by two. We're going to all go for a few beers and Saint Weep. And amazingly, I had a chat with my boss today that I'm going to start working from home on Mondays. And I was supposed to be on leave on Monday, but oh, I can always start work a bit later. So, yeah, all right then. Yeah, come over. Because the over game will we'll be done by about two, quarter past two, the match will. And then we're, we're just Compton on the rocket. Compton. Yeah, I might try and get over for a couple, but I won't be getting a... Although, to be honest, if I, if I fall asleep on my train... You won't be going to Maidstone. To be honest, if I stay on the district line, I'm only going to go as far as three stops down the road so I can get a bus back. So it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not so confident, Thursday, because I think it will be a complete change of playing staff. Um, yeah. I, I, and away from home, like John said, they'll be right up for it. Um, it's one of them horrible ones. It's a bit of a travel. It's, a, it's, a, it's not very nice. I reckon hostile. I'd like to see us get a draw. If if we get a draw from that, we we win our own games. That's that's the one. Uh, uh, they'll be up for it. I th- I think we'll probably come out with a draw on Thursday because it will be a completely different eleven. They uh, yeah. uh, uh, Batty uh, Borisov have won the um, Belarusian league for eleven what, years. twenty years in a row. Eleven years consecutively. Yeah, and they've been in the Champions League as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since they're no fools, they're uh, no, they're no idiots. I'm going to go and look back in a minute. So they've been in the Champions League for a couple the, of times, a couple of times, well, couple no, of three t- times. 2008-9, and then 11-12, So yeah, they're a good the side. Last, I mean, this is the first they've dropped out of the Champions League for the first time in quite a few years, like us. So. Um, they play in the Haransky Stadium, which looks a bit like a sort of bus shelter. Uh, <laughs> it's got like this weird roof, and it's not very big. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not very big at all. It's going to be. It's this is one of those possible. games where there's going to be like a running track around the outside and a sort of yeah. load, of, load of police. Yeah, um, dogs a load, barking, a load, of people, a load of people in the crowd who are. In sort of national uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not going to be nice. And like I say, we're going to have, there'll be players. I mean, it's good to see these players, but um, obviously, I mentioned one, we're almost playing with 10 men because Walcott's going to play. Um, I'd imagine Giroud will play. Awobi, I would think, because he didn't have anything to do the other day. No, I mean, um, do you think they'll stick Maitland Niles back in there? Considering I think. Maitland Niles, Jack Wilshire. He didn't have a great game in the uh, in the no. League Cup, did he? Maitland Niles. He... Will he play more as a uh, midfielder, sent, holding midfielder, maybe alongside Jack? He did better. I'd like there, to see. Didn't he? Yeah, I I'd wonder. Like to see Nelson I wonder whether Ozil. Yeah, so would I. I'm. I'm thinking maybe Nelson. Do you know what though? He... I think that putting Reese Nelson as a wing back was a mistake because he he's not a defender. Not in a no, years. I'm I'm more thinking maybe try and drop Walcott 
and play Nelson oh, Giroud. No. I mean, Walcott will play, won't he? Well, yeah. All right then. So let's play. Let's play Walcott where he can do the least amount of damage. Let's leave him in up top. Let's leave him <laughs> up top. Let's leave him up top and play Nelson one side, maybe a Wobie the other, and then mm. um, Jack and Maitland Niles. Uh, I think Per will come in and play. I think yeah, Chambers. Uh, Callum Chambers. He's trying to. I think uh, Callum Chambers is trying to turn himself into um, Rob uh, Holding. Uh, he's trying to make Not himself. No, I think he's trying to make himself look like Mustafi. So maybe he accidentally gets picked <laughs> instead of Mustafi. But I think I think it will be. I, I wonder if I wonder if Meza Ozu will get a start. Yeah, really, well, that'll be it, won't it? Yeah, just I just think I just think. That's what he's sort of done with Sanchez. He played him in the Europa League. Um, I don't see Sanchez taking part on Thursday. It's whether they travel. I mean, the travel is quite a big... I mean, it's quite a big game away to go after a Monday night, isn't it? I would leave leave those players at home. I really would. Um, To be honest, though, if I was Arsene, I would actually consider, and this is a bit of a weird one to say, I'd put Walcott on the right and put Ozil up front or just literally behind Giroud. That's what... We talked about this last week, didn't we? Yeah. If we, you know, if you put him up top and played false nine... Yeah. I think he's going to pick Giroud, though. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he's trying to get that 100th goal and... Yeah, but I would have Ozil up front with him. Because I think Ozil's got... Because Ozil... Yeah, Ozil needs Ozil needs Ozil needs well. a game of football. He needs a game yeah. of football regardless. So I do I do think Ozil will probably be the the main surprise, if you like. And also if he's up front as well, you can say to him, look, up front, you haven't got a fucking way about running back and trying to tackle anybody, just stay up front. I'd, as long as you try and stay on side, then stay up front with Giroud. I'd like to see a good ninety minutes from Jack Wilson. Because here, he definitely can pass the ball and if he can put the ball through he has got the great ability to fucking pass a ball or stick across in as well. So, but you are right what you were about to say, Stuart. Wilshire needs 90 minutes. Yeah, or at a, least good night, a good 80, 90 minutes from Jack. Minutes. Good yeah. 90 minutes from Jack. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's, you know, there must be a few other young youngsters that are, that, is it Willock we've yeah. got? You know, you, but, you know, him on the bench. Just yeah, then he might well take a couple, but I I I'd be tempted that whatever he's seriously thinking of a starting eleven against Brighton on Sunday, that that they stay at home. You know, I know I'd go four four two though out there. I definitely would rather have a four four two. I don't think it'll and... change that at the moment though, John. I know, I but I would though. Just... I definitely would in Europe. I think it's a better way to play in Europe. Yeah. I think the, the the struggle. I mean, it, it was like that for the League Cup game. I thought that you know we didn't really need three at the back in that League Cup game. We probably could have played Rush Golden. No, but I think that that comes that comes back to Arsene Wenger and the fact that he's so dinosaur in the fact that he gets something and he sticks to it and he won't change it again. Mm. You know, it's almost like we've we've got this. He, he he's now been convinced it'll work, yeah. but actually, well, why not play it in certain games? And certain games you don't. But it's almost like, well, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. It's almost a bit lazy. You you should be thinking, like John said, maybe it'll suit us better to play four four two in 
uh, in Europe away from home and 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 do it. I mean, mm. maybe he will surprise us and maybe that's what this other team have been practising doing. I, I very much doubt it, but, that you know, that's that's the sort of thing that would catch other teams on the op because with Arsene Wenger, as we know, you, it, they're very predictable and teams can look at videos and look at how we play and go, right, this is what we'll do. But if you were really clever, you'd call it out and you'd go, yeah, let's 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 chop this all up because yeah, because even we, if you look like I mean, even if Batty looks at like the first fifteen minutes against West Brom, and they nearly scored very quickly by pushing straight on and attacking quick. You know, the, the three doesn't always work. Whereas if you got the the full backs who have also got defensive cover, I think yeah. a four four two would be better. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, yeah. Yeah, no, well, like I say, for me, I'd like to see 90 minutes from Jack and hopefully a good a good 90 minutes from him um, and a good 90 minutes from him. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, just, I, I really, I, I think for us at the moment, it's, I think we can get a point out there, which which we're doing this um, at the moment. And, but more, more so that we beat Brighton on Sunday, you know, yeah. that, that that should be what we're because they've not they're not playing this week. So Brighton after beating Newcastle on Sunday, hmm. by all accounts they did all right on Sunday as well. I think they've Brighton. done all right generally. I mean they haven't got many points out of their games, but I they were say level. That they, they were level were... on they were level on points with us up until we beat West Brom last night. I know they yeah. had played a game more, but come and on, like they, they're newly promoted and I, think, we're, I thought they did pretty well against Man City as well on the first day yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, ended up losing but you know, it wasn't a humiliating kind of defeat and well my brother goes, my brother who's coming along Sunday, he yeah. goes to their games and, and even he said the, the one thing that they really do lack is the goals that's, yeah. that's the, the, the goal scorer that's that's what they're lacking, but he said, they did have you know, um, the Leicester guy, didn't they, for a while? Um, who? Uh, he went to Leicester from Brighton. Uh, yeah, Joa. Joa, yeah, yeah. Who's but you know, that's that that's that's just the thing. You know, it's a it's a big leap, isn't it, to come up? And then we 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 spoke about Lacazette. You know, and saying, well, he's come from France. He came at a big, big lump of money, but he is he is a goal scorer. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. I mean, if, if Brighton thought they could have bought him, you know, he would score them goals. There's, there's no two ways about it. it it's, it's that that is the important bit. You can, you know, they they're gonna they're gonna probably finish this season scoring thirty goals, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be tight yeah. for them, so they need to. Do yeah, well, but don't they? but you're you're talking less than a goal a game, probably. So there are going to be the odd games that they they might put two or three in against someone, but most games it's going to be the fact of keeping a clean sheet and hopefully nicking a goal. So yeah, it, it, it'll be hard. It'll be hard again on Sunday because they'll come with a game plan. So yeah, that that they're not going to. Um, you know the little bits and pieces they do get around us. They'll, they'll probably make a big effort with what they've got on the pitch to try and cater for, you know, set pieces or, or whatever, which we're not particularly great with. Um, so yeah, that, they'll it, it'll be it'll be tricky. But yeah, Brighton have done very well. They they you know anyone when you look at the bottom three, 
Palace, is it Palace, West Ham, and who's the other one in the bottom three? Bournemouth? Or... Yeah, Bournemouth. Well, you know, Bournemouth didn't have a bad season last season. Palace, okay, they flirted with it, but West Ham was sort of a little bit more mid-table. The ones that you sort of expect down there, the Brightons, the Huddersfields, they've all done fairly well, haven't they? Mm-hmm. So, just, it's, yeah... I mean, my brother thinks they'll get hiding. I said, no, it's Arsenal, mate. Don't worry. They won't get hiding. Has Viva Duckworth died? Yes, she died. And so did uh, Tony oh. Booth. Tony Booth, yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at the... Oh, back, uh, I, knew his, I knew his brother phone. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at the uh, Bate Borisov website, um, I, I can't recognise any of the players, but... One thing is they all their names all end in Ovich. Ovich. Uh, yeah, Petrovic, Nikolovic, Vitrokovic, Vladarovic. Smack my bitch. <laughs> I also like the translation because it's all in Russian, obviously. So they've had to translate. I've chatted to Google Translate it, and the team has come up as main cast. Uh, <laughs> and the, the 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 other team is called duplicating composition. And then the third <laughs> bit is boys. Oh Did you say God. Petrovic? No, not, not Vladimir. Yeah. No, no not, not Vladimir. Not Vladimir. Well, I've got no. a glossy photo of him. I know you have. Oh, it's got, uh, there's, oh, yeah. there's one guy, it looks like there's one guy who... Um, one English guy, like, Smith. Well, no, there's, a, <laughs> uh, there's one Swedish guy, uh, I think Swedish or fin- Finnish guy called Yassi. And a guy called Rushivez Anez, who's I think I've heard of him. He's their striker. He's from Serbia, I think. It looks like probably played a, played in World Cup or something. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't think we should underestimate him no, by any stretch. No, it's one yeah. of those trips that's just a if, pain if we in the do heart. if we should win. Come on, have we had predictions? No, no so not we had yet. predictions yet. Right, my prediction for Wednesday is 3-1, or Thursday, Thursday, 3-1. 3-1 is Thursday, and my prediction for Brighton is 4-0. Okay. Stuart? Okay, I'll edge on the side of caution. I'm going to go 1 all Thursday. I was thinking that. And I'm going to go... And I'm going to go... Because they don't score, I'll go for a. I'll go. I'll go two nil again. I was thinking Andy. that as well. As I'm <laughs> sitting here thinking, oh yeah, one all and two nil, I'll go for. But I guess I, I agree. I think um, a one all will be okay out there. So nil nil maybe. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe we will get some goals out there. Let's be positive. If Giroud's up front. They... Yeah, I mean, Walcott might come to the fore, mightn't he? You know, he did in the Caribou. Yeah. He scored. And, um... you, you don't you don't know. It's, it's a chance for all the others to shine. It, it's because you don't know how they're going to... What sort you of can't... team they're facing, yeah. particularly... Yeah, you don't know what... I mean, they must be a bit confused as well, because if they're watching Monday night, they're thinking, well, don't watch any of those players. They're not playing. Yeah. You know they're not they're not coming. The the ones that played against West Brom aren't coming there. 
And then they're thinking, well, who's he? Who's he? Never heard of Walcott. Never heard of... So it it will be a little bit more confusing for them as well because they haven't got a major plan. It will just be the formation. Mm. So, yeah, but, yeah, that'll do, Matt, won't it? And what, what's your Brighton? Um, I, I'll say 2-1. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll get a penalty. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. It won't be easy. Mustafi's still up to his tricks. <laughs> He's sticking his legs out where he shouldn't. Yeah. But, Lazy yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's, things are looking a bit more positive. I mean, we've got quite a long run of games now, haven't we, to, before we beat Man City. Well, we've got, we've got the international break, haven't we? Yeah. And then it's, is it Watford away? We've got two away games, haven't we? Watford, who have had a sort of mixed start to the season, some really yeah. good results, but then they got battered, the, didn't they? By yeah, Man City. by Man City, who look like the Ireland Globetrotters at the moment. Just they could have. I mean that that game on Saturday, they could have got about ten. Yeah, really, couldn't they? They still won't win the league, though, City. So to my uh, mate, going, yeah, yeah, they got a good chance. Went, no, I said, City flat. They bottle it in the last five or six weeks of the season. If someone's up there random, like United or Chelsea, City have got no chance of winning that fucking league. Well, it's a, that's a big game, Saturday. Chelsea, Men City, up past five, Saturday afternoon. Mm. Only one winner that, there, Chelsea all the way. Well, but they're both, they're both involved in Europe. Man City are at home tonight. I don't know how they got on, but they're they at home were winning. tonight. I think they, um, they won. Yeah. They won. Uh, what's his name? Got a really good goal. Um, De Bruyne. Sh- yeah. Shot from outside the area. So, so, but they're at home on a Tuesday, whereas Chelsea are away at Atletico tomorrow night, which will be a very hard game. Whether, whether I'm not saying Chelsea won't win it, but it's, it will be a very hard working game for that team that he plays tomorrow night at, you know, with Simeone's sides, they will work the bollocks out of them. Mm. So, and then they've got to come back Saturday. Mm, and, Chelsea won, uh, City won 2 nil against Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah. So, it, you know, that, that's a, that's a massive game on, on, on Saturday this early. Yeah. Because if, if City go there and, and turn Chelsea over, you you really have got to be starting a seriously thing because I know they did this last season, didn't they? They started. They off... They did, yeah. Even better, actually. I think they yeah. were saying that. They... And and then and then they they sort of dropped and faded away a bit. But I I think if they go to, if they go to Stamford Bridge and and you know come away with a decent result there, then that's going to already put a big gap on points between them and Chelsea. And you've got um, David Luiz out of that game, have you? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That, you it's, know, it's, yeah, no, it's, you know, I know, I know the season's not won or lost this early, but if if you're Chelsea and you lose that on Saturday, you're, you, I think they're three points behind Man City at the moment. They lose that, especially being a home game, that... And we we'd obviously took two points away from their place, or a point away from their place, their last home game. You know they they're going to start with the wobbles, but if they can't beat City, it, you know it's a it's a big one. It's a very big one, I think that. And is, mm. is it Liverpool Man United when we return from international break the weekend after the internationals? I think mm. Liverpool Probably, got yeah. Man United, which is the first 
which is the first time Man United have really played anyone this season. I think so, the Ups will get a trick. Yeah, if he plays, John, he ain't played yet, has he? Did you see how <laughs> shit he was in the Caribou? Oh, I don't. Did you see it? Who, who's, who's shit? The, oh, the Ox. The Ox. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw some of the wayward passing. Uh, uh, Leicester. Oh, and my the look God. On, um, look on the he boss's was, face. He was <laughs> fucking shocking. He Best was, £40 million pound we ever had, wasn't it? Honestly, it... It was. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm never. I was never a big fan of his at all. In fact, he was the person I vented most frustration with, generally because of his poor passing, because of his lack of ability to cross the ball, and just do the general things that he's paid money to do. Well, I'll Um, tell you what, Matt. I'll tell you what. Now my blinkers have been taken off slightly. Yeah. Unbelievably shit. Another. player who today is good riddance to bad rubbish is Diego Costa who has finally gone to Atletico I just oh, don't, has, I, I just don't understand that at all so it doesn't I, happen until January does it yeah so I, I guess it's that he's just been released from Chelsea well no they've, they've signed him they've signed him yeah. Right. I think all the contracts is quite a lot of money as well. It's about sixty million pound. Right. But they can't do any transfer business till January. Yeah. So it's it's like the contract. It's almost That's why he can't play until January. I take it. Yeah. No, he can't all... play till January. But how can he sign a con? How can he like join them? What What it's Chelsea not... have done? What Chelsea have done is a bit like a lot of clubs will do, um, where. They'll, they're, what they're sort of saying is they're not cancelling his contract. They're, they're running his contract up till 31st of December. <sighs> and then he, he will then start for Atletico Madrid. What, what they probably agreed is that... Some sort of compensation for that time. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, are, probably, and... Chelsea are probably not going to pay Diego Costa, but Atletico Madrid will probably have something in there as as a, a thing yeah. that he'll get there. I mean, it's not like he's on the breadline, is it? It's not like he's waiting for his gyro or something <laughs> like that. So, so it's not like he can't live on what he's got. But I think they've both de- a- agreed. But it I think Chelsea. Weird, right? It happened with um, when Barcelona were banned and they bought that. Um, oh, the Turan. Turan, yeah. Um, yeah. And he couldn't it, play. That's right. So it's, I think it's a done, but it is a lot of money. I think it's about sixty million pound. We're basically so Chelsea, money back. Chelsea have done well, what they've said on the Chelsea internet, have done well. The two clubs, the two clubs have confirmed that the agreement is in place for Costa to make the move back when the window reopens in January. Mm. But essentially, I mean, he was seen the, at the ground, the Atletico game. Haven't, so he wasn't. Haven't actually said on the price though. There's no price there yet. He's not, no, he's not. Turn, no, and he's I don't think they can release to, to training, is he? At Chelsea, that's no. the thing. He doesn't work for Chelsea anymore. They've basically released him as part yes. of this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they trouble. They they know there's a con a, con, a concrete a concrete agreement made between both the clubs that he'll, he can officially sign the documents because their transfer ban will be lifted. But I would imagine he's he's moving back to Spain. He'll get himself settled and he'll just train at Atletico until yeah. you know until such time. Like you say, they've they've 
got rid of his contract, so he's in in he's he's almost like a free agent. But Chelsea aren't going to give him away as a free agent. They've agreed the deal, and he'll he'll just. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get loaned somewhere mm. for a couple of months. You know, just to see him through. But he, that, they'll do what they did with Tyrone and just. Yeah, know, just keep him there. Just, just, just ke- put him in training with the team and everything. Yeah, yeah, just just keep put him, him in training. Close yeah, doors, keep games. Him fit. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And then first of January, he'll be the. That should be your bet. First signing of the transfer window. <laughs> hopefully, all, hopefully, all the bookmakers forget. All the bookmakers forget it, and you go Diego Costa, Madrid. <laughs> One minute past twelve. Happy New Year. But yeah. No, it's it's silly, but yeah, it's but it, apparently it's around about sixty million pound, which is bloody good money. Yeah, bloody good money. All right then, uh, thanks everybody, and uh, come and get us. Come on, you. Cheers. Come on, you Arsenal. Bye.